Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Well, hello, everyone. You have once again stumbled upon the three questions with Andy Richter. I guess I'm Andy Richter, and I'm here today with Sabrina Jalise, the very funny stand-up comedian, uh, mom, Canadian. In that order. Yeah, right. I'm a mommy-daddy type, baba type lady. Are you? Are you mommy-daddy? Like, yeah, how like do you? Mom, my wife carried the baby. Yeah. And I'm like very the person that when I hold the baby, people are like, oh my God, she's so amazing with the baby. So I feel like, you know, oh, very yeah, male yeah. privilege, matri- yeah, yeah. patriarchy in the matriarchy. But you don't mind being called mom. No. No, no. It's No, not but like- when I'm like at the park, I love when daddies come up to me and treat me like daddy. Oh, really? Yeah. I just yeah, wanted, yeah. I, I know this podcast is about honesty and I just wanted to be really <laughs> honest right off the top. No, I know. Well, I actually, the thing that I always hated about being a dad was like the gross dad part of kind of like pooping on them. Well, and or like, <laughs> isn't this bullshit that I have oh to like God, put myself Andy. second? You know, and it's I was always so, like, can we say the f word? Yeah, yeah, of course you can oh, say it's whatever so you fucking want. Fucking insane! The th- like when Shauna was pregnant. There were so many, like, I mean, many men saying to me, like, all right, dude, like, live your life now. Once this baby comes, your life is over. Yeah. You know, your wife's not going to want to fuck you. Yeah. Your baby's not, your baby doesn't like you. You don't have the milk. And I'm like, well, have you ever thought, like, maybe you suck? Yeah. You suck. I'm not enjoying this conversation with you. I can't imagine being married to you. (laughs) But people, like, you know, framing having a child as this huge loss. And it's like, get a babysitter and go dance with your wife. Well, like, we travel with our baby. The other thing is, like, people that let their babies control their schedule. And it's like, the baby is so new. It's like if someone that's never been to L.A. showed up in L.A. and you're like, all right, take me to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Show me those stars. (laughs) When my my ex-wife and I were, uh, had little kids and we'd go out of town, we would call the front desk do you have babysitters? Yes, they do. <laughs> first, first they step. are they are uh, licensed. Yes, they are insured. They are much better than like the neighbor's daughter. And then you have this person. And some places like that we would go to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We like we this. There was this old lady that would bring two shopping bags full of just like garbage 
drugstore toys, you know, okay. like, like $3 toys. And my son was maybe four at the time. Mm-hmm. And we'd go there and he would just be like, I don't know. Where, this I don't lady remember. is He'd a just magician. Be like, When's Margaret coming? <laughs> and then one time we came. Just we dead came, in the eyes till Margaret comes. And, and in fact, it was at Disneyland because we would go and stay overnight at Disneyland. And then we would go out to dinner. And there was one time where she came and put down the, the bags. And he just turned to us and went, Bye. <laughs> like, like, like uh, my date's here. You can go now. But yeah, I, uh, early on when I had, because I kind of, uh, among a lot of people kind of of my age, I was one of the first people to have kids. So I had oh. a lot of sort of male Me peers. Too. Me too. Yeah. I had a lot of male peers just afterwards have kids mm-hmm. and then seek out advice from me. And I cannot tell you, and I mean like, Especially the bigger and the more sort of famous and Mm -hmm. richer, the conversation always ended, boiled down to kind of like, ah, man, uh, is that ever going to? Am I ever going to get back to making it all about me again? Oh, that just sucks. Is it all going to be about me? I mean, is this, and it's like. Is it not like, enough that the thing looks you like you kind of. You made a fucking human like, being. You made a human being. It's, but that's something that's just like a deeper, like an inability to realize like the value and deep connection. Like just to look at your baby. I think, I mean, there is a, tr- what, what we were talking about before of just sharing the load is so yeah. important. And it's so wild because I started doing stand up when I was 16. And one of the first jokes I wrote was like, isn't it crazy how moms just like go crazy it's like what is up with moms they're just like nuts and it's like oh my god no society kidnapped them yes society was like what did you want to be if a, a dentist a lawyer yeah. a, a artist oh too bad karen yeah you're raising these kids now yeah. and you should be so lucky karen and i also i was i was no think- wonder karen fucking suck yeah yeah Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just that I know, was a I side mean, note about karen well there is i mean there's all kinds of essays and stuff written about like the a mom's anger, like moms are angry. Yeah, like they're yeah. like you said, their lives have been taken from them. And also, I think there is the uh, you know the, this is probably way too reductive, but like just the primary. I'm already mad at it. I've already <laughs> blogged about it. <laughs> the primary thing of like when we you know well like in Sto- uh, Stone Age us. Yeah. The, uh, like there's this woman that has all these kids and they might get eaten. Yeah. So she's constantly on guard, constantly yes. nervous about these something, you know, some disaster happening. Yeah, well, Ted is chewing on rocks with his buddies. Right, exactly. They're out, you know, bringing licking, down a woolly mammoth. toads. Bringing down a woolly mammoth. And by that, I mean fucking each other. They're saying they're bringing down a wool- woolly mammoth. They're fucking each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah They're exactly. fucking each other. They're licking toads. Oh, they're talking damn. about how women's vaginas wo- are so gross. Check out that woolly mammoth. <laughs> Og. <laughs> All right. Well, you now let's uh, let's start with the beginning. Sure, but hold on. I have one quick tip. Okay. One thing: if you're traveling, you don't have uh, the access to the cool babysitter, Margaret, with the trash bags. Yeah, yeah. You can now. This is for like if you're staying at a hotel with a cool hotel restaurant. Maybe yeah. sleeping in the crib. Facetime each other. Facetime each other and put the Facetime on the baby and then go down to the hotel bar and that's called free babysitting baby I'm not responsible if your kid gets kidnapped you have to be watching your kid okay you can see the kid in the FaceTime 
So you just leave the phone with the baby and go downstairs. If you feel like you're in a weird place, definitely don't do this. Like, I already regret telling people. Right, right, right. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, it is. 13 children were stolen after the podcast. (laughs) Well, there's a very limited window of time that you can get away with that. Like, because when the baby starts becoming more. Old. Older and Yeah, when he's, like, like, smoking cigars, being like, where's Margaret? (laughs) Or, like, where it's all, like, the the period that I, like, when they start toddling, I always called that uh, high-stakes boredom. Because they just, they do the same fucking thing over and over and over. But the, the, like, the chance of the imminent death is always in the air. Oh, my God. Like, they could fall down and anything. They could kill themselves on a corner of a coffee table. uh, Baby Wolfie has a little... How old is Baby Wolfie now? Baby Wolfie's a year and a half. A year and a half, yeah. And he's got this little bike, and he's like... BMXing with it. It's like, you know, a tiny little wooden bike, but he his game is like, how do I get onto a high thing and then jump off of it? Yeah, yeah. And in, Shauna went out to go hang laundry. In a second, this kid went, like, down four stairs with his BMXer, and I just hear him screaming, and he's, like, falling down the stairs, and both Shauna and I are, are like, well, we were both next to him. How yeah. did this high-stakes boredom? It's amazing. High-stakes boredom BMXing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, and I would always at that at that age too. People would tell me like, "Well, I'm never high around my kids," and I would think, "I'm constantly high around my kids." They probably thought you were a cop. <laughs> I mean, I just, who said that? <laughs> I was out in the garage with them, watching them just like build blocks, knock blocks over, build blocks, knock blocks over. It's like, God damn it, something's got to get me through yeah. this, you know? Yeah, you got to have a little. This one hitter will help. Yeah, um, just get a couple of glasses of wine in there, change the perspective yeah, on it. Yeah, it, it does help. So you uh, you are from I Toronto. I am girl. You are, you are <laughs> a girl. I'm a girl. And you're from Toronto. I'm from Toronto. And uh, is your all your family still up there? Born and raised. Born and raised. And they, that doesn't answer your question at all. Uh-huh. Just, uh, uh, yeah, my family lives in Toronto. Mom, Ursula, Swiss lady, moved yeah. to Toronto um, in the 70s to au pair for a mean family. Wow. Dad, Syed Jalees. And just stuck around or well, met your dad? my dad uh, became obsessed with her. Oh. It's like one of those love stories that like, you know, if you told it now, it's like that's stalking, but because it's like a hundred years old, yeah, JK, yeah. however, it's, one of the one was the seventies, yeah, yeah. 300 years old. Right. Exactly. It's like cute. You yeah, know? yeah. Like my dad, basically they met on a double date, uh, like blind setup double date. And they, my dad was like, I will have you. And my mom was like, <laughs> my mom grew up like Swiss people are very like pure mm-hmm. and all about normal. Mm-hmm. You know, the other day I asked my mom how her period cramps were when she had one. She was like normal. And I was like, did you ever feel? like a little crazy like emotional she was like I felt a normal amount of emotion (laughs) and it's like you know that is like (laughs) right absolutely it's very uh conforming so it was just this wild thing that she it's like the crazy like a clock yeah like a clock exactly and and like the the Mary the Muslim Pakistani dude was not on a number on the clock yeah yeah so it's just uh yeah they were the original lesbians they were like you know in the 70s holding hands with people being like why what the hell what who allowed this and is your dad from Pakistan yeah my dad's from Pakistan he's the eldest of eight um my mom subsequently after like falling in love with him realized like when you marry into a family like that you're marrying the whole family so I grew up with like our basement was like basically the landing pad for everyone immigrating they would land in our basement and then my parents would like set them up with a different place right um so my mom has no bitterness about that she doesn't no I'm kidding oh oh, yeah yeah well like I'm like really jumping all over the place that's all right but um 
when I came out to my Muslim family, it was very bad news. Yeah. It was like not nice. They like broke up with me and it was very emotional and sad. But I think there's, you know, that I mean, I'm just like literally driving us to a sad place for no reason. That's okay. So you'll have to back us out of here. We will. We but will. when I said when I just said the, the bitterness it's part, just a podcast. I know, but the stakes could not be higher for me, Andy. <laughs> I'm hoping to really launch myself off this. Three questions was going to be the moment that America discovered me. Yeah, that what? Got you a recurring role on a network television That's show? right. You already have that. Yeah, no one's watching that. Oh, well, no one watches network it television It aired yesterday anymore. for the first time, and six million people watched it. Which oh, no is shit. the amount of people, more than they wanted. Holy so our shit, table congratulations. Was, my nipples were erect and just <laughs> bouncing all over the place. Yeah, shooting Krugerrands. The, the, one of the suits from... Uh, CBS stood up and was like, "Ah, this is a success!" And oh my god! Wow! Yeah, it's a it's an amazing day. But let's get back to this bitterness that yeah. my mother. Because I would like to know what that's like to be successful. But anyway, get yeah, get back to the. You're sadness. so successful. Mm, thanks. What are you talking? About? Took you long enough. I was kind of like uh, adding up all your money on the way over here. I think you got a lot. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, don't ever those <laughs> fucking like how much are they worth things. Yeah, I know that they're arbitrary. Hilarious. <laughs> Does Hil- it, it says more than you. Oh, my God. Oh, my. It says, I mean, not just like more, like 20 times more than you could possibly. drive to their headquarters and be like, where is my missing money? <laughs> yes. Where's my, where's my wheelbarrow full of millions? Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, when you came well, out to your Muslim well, family. Well, I just like threw that in because I think when I said the, I think my mom did a lot for this, for, for the family. And I think the... When when they were not able to adapt to me being gay or c- when it was, like, so sort of, like, cut and dry, I think my mom was very sort of, like, oh, shit. I just, like, I spent so much of my energy and yeah, life, yeah. like, giving. Yeah. Um, but that's also, like, the tale of the, the mother is, like, so much giving and uh, Yeah, but, guess- no, it's also, I think, I think it's also sort of – the story of religious fundamentalism, too, I think a lot. Mm, like where people mm-hmm. – where it's kind of like, yes, it's all it's all about family and it's all about giving and it's all about sharing until you break a until rule. Until you step outside of this box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, yeah. no thanks. Because it is it like, was also yeah, like, you guys did all this stuff for these people. They The least they could do – yeah, Just be kind and but open. Now, and now looking back, I realize like uh, there's a a period of coming out to yourself where you are just as. Uh, hold on one second. <clears throat> nice. If you want to loop that, if you want to use that as a sound Absolutely. effect again, I'm gonna, I really I'm gonna, gonna launch. It'll be my uh, my my ringtone <laughs> on a loop, like a, a uh, rapid fire. The th- what was the thing? Damn it. You know when you do such a good thing? You said when you come out to yourself. When you come out to yourself, there's this period where you're like, I'm not gay. I can't be gay. I can't be gay. It's so much denial because you, well, also different era, I associated being gay with like fail, like failing to be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't have, like when you come out to someone, especially someone that's like has no frame of reference of what being gay is, you're basically like to them saying like, I'm a crackhead and I'm happy and I inject myself with crack. That's not how crack works, guys. (laughs) Well, it would hurt. Uh, uh, You know. It would hurt to do that with crack. All the three question heads that are also, (laughs) you know, 50% of them are crackheads. Of course. They wouldn't appreciate the way I misrepresented crack. that, That was actually the first merch. 
was three questions crack. <laughs> uh, uh, that's why you're not making a ton of money. I you know, gotta I know. sell the pure stuff. I know, but so, it's so easy to make. I know. Once mm. and once you do make that first batch and you know you can, you're bored you're sitting around, the kids it's are asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's magical. Loads crystals form. Wee. Uh, so all right, so so yeah, what so did your so I, well, what, did what your, I mean is like I I understand looking back, like in the pain of being like broken up with and the drama of that. It was like so painful, but like looking back and after doing a little bit of ayahuasca, uh, just feeling like love for them and feeling like, wow, that was a really hard thing for them to do. Yeah. You know, they needed to take, you know, they needed to like take a walk through the forest to realize that like they were going to come back. Is it getting better? Yeah. Like I think that the the people in my family now, after years, you know, it's just sort of, it wasn't, hasn't never been talked about, but they're Mm -hmm. just sort of like, you know, I'm back in the WhatsApp family chain. Oh. I'm, you know, Wolfie really normalized things for them. Yeah. I, we're the first like, you know, gay family that they know. Yeah. And I think for them, it was also this um, kind of Bollywood drama style showing of like, all right, kids, if this is what you want to do, this is how you get treated. Yeah. You know, so that, cause I'm the, one of the elder cousins. Oh, I see. And have you, have you ever been to Pakistan? I've never been to Pakistan, yeah. but I'd like to go with And do you have rel- still dad. relatives there that are, yeah? Um, not, well, we do, yeah, like far down the lineage, like not my dad's um, direct, like my dad's cousins siblings and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the siblings are in North America now. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'd like to go. It's just like a weird thing. I, I have a podcast called The Goody Goody, and mm-hmm. this week I had uh, my friend Patty Harrison, yeah, a uh, super funny trans really comic, funny. writer, yeah. actress. She's going to star in a movie with Ed Helms. Like, oh, my God. Oh, that's fantastic. She's shooting it right now. But um, she was talking about not feeling comfortable traveling because she's trans, and I was kind of uh, – trying to convince her like oh well it's uh, you should definitely go to vietnam though you you know you're you have that lineage there and then as i'm saying this i'm like oh no, shit like i haven't been to pakistan and part of the reason i haven't been to pakistan is for sure that i feel like i cannot be myself yeah. there and even the family that i'll meet it's like are there rules around you know being able like i just got have to hang out like with my family, like we're a fun group of friends. Like, yeah, yeah, picked yeah. up this one and a half year old. He's a <laughs> he's a riot. Yeah. Somebody left this baby on me and my roommate's doorstep. <laughs> and so we're all just hanging. We're and hanging it and waiting figured... for the right fella <laughs> to make our lives make sense. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, um, anyway, just one bed. Just one bed. Yeah, yeah that'll we be get fine. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, but it's easy to tell Patty. Oh, yeah, you do that. I, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, Sounds be great. great. Sounds yeah. easy. No <laughs> trouble at all. Yeah. 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 Now, uh, what, what did your dad do for a living? What brought him? Was he the first to come my over dad, from Pakistan? He came over from Pakistan. Both my parents were like waitering when they, but they were taking courses and they both became computer analysts. Okay. Um, I like to say analysts. Analysts. Yeah, well, yeah. They, it was very sex heavy what they were doing with oh, computers. Really? <laughs> they were <laughs> fucking each other with keyboards. I hope they're listening. Yeah, yes. they were just penetrating keyboards with uh, <laughs> both of them wore strap ons. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> no get, wonder you're gay. Gather, I'll gather the whole family around for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a little listening party. Right. Take it to Pakistan. <laughs> now that we're Let all back in each know. other's lives. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so they did. Com- but my dad got laid off from IBM too early to retire, and he um, ended up learning how to contract homes, which was oh wow, it ended up being the way that they retired was that my dad would buy um, kind of an old crappy house, yeah, and either renovate it or eventually just tear it down and build a new home. And, um, and that's, and I got really into real estate from seeing them do that because I also saw my dad, um, like lose money in the stock market. And I just remember thinking like, what a fucking, that's, I can't like with stocks. I'm just like, that seems insane to like put your money. It's like gambling. Yeah. It's totally gambling. And then there's like, like right now what's happening. I I downloaded this Robinhood app and I started like dabbling, Mm -hmm. which is not Good for me because then I'd be like drinking at a party, being like, <laughs> "I bet Overstock's going up tonight," and it's like, you know, I. Well, I don't know what Robinhood is. It's an app where you can invest in stocks, so you oh, okay. can, and it's and it makes it pretty easy. Is it different than E Trade or you know any Maybe, one of those? Maybe I bet things? they're I bet they're similar. Yeah, but basically, I was like doing so good, and now like everything's steering downwards. Yeah, and it's like if I had more than like you know, a few thousand dollars in this, I would be, my mood would be affected. Oh, I, uh, in when, first of all, I'm old enough to where I, when I started at Conan, there was just starting to be this thing called the internet. Like it was, it's, it's and coming to think that it, you know, to think that like, and the note, like, I remember being like, wait, there, it's called the World Wide web. And like, that'll never like catch on <laughs> Pepsi wet. Like who's going to look up a brochure online, you know, like look up a brochure for yeah. Pepsi or what it was. Yeah. So had yeah. no conception of it. Yeah. But, um, when online trade, like E-Trade and all uh-huh. these places where you could do this yourself. And it was, you know, the early 90s and there was this big tech bubble. And yeah, people at work were just like, we're just all during the day, like, oh, you should buy this one and oh, you should buy that one. And I, I, I probably didn't lose this, this amount, but from my top point, mm-hmm. when I finally was like, I can't, oh, I'm number one, I'm stupid. I'm really dumb about money. Okay. I'm smart about other things, but money and numbers just are terrible to me. I've always been bad at math. Well, I've got and a couple stuff. stocks to sell you after oh, this boy. podcast. I'd love to. Oh, how, I, I think I got about 200 bucks in my wallet. Uh, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I lost I lost like 60 grand. That's terrible. Like from the top well, to yeah, the bottom. I and I mean, dad. it wasn't it wasn't like the original 60 grand, but it, it was probably the, uh, I probably did lose 20, 20 grand, you know, yeah, like, damn. like, and it was like, I should not have been fucking around with that money. I should have been giving it to somebody that was smart. And, yeah, that, and from that feel, point on, I have never, I've only let the experts handle it. You know, I feel like real estate is such a solid um, investment when you are talking about Investing in cities like yeah. LA or New York, because even when the market um, gets whatever it's called, Squishy, soft or bad yeah. or uh, naughty, n- naughty, <laughs> that naughty <laughs> anal market. Yes, um, y- people are, people have to move to the cities to to get work. Yeah. So when the economy is even when the economy is rough, it's even if it goes down a little bit, if it depreciates, it's it's just like a yo-yo on an escalator. Is what my dad told me. Oh. And I think that that's true. If you look at any sort of like all the properties and, and I'm, I don't think it's just in LA or New York or Toronto, yeah. but those are like strong, you know, city markets. You look at property, it's like, it's always going to go up. So yeah. it's a safer place to put your money. Yeah. I, I, the, after, after renting in New York city for years and years, the first mm-hmm. place I bought, like the first, 
like within a minute of buying it, I was like, oh my God, why didn't I do this? Yes. I'm not and, flushing and psychologically, money psychologically for artists, I think they always think, or anyone freelance, they always think like the more money I have in my bank, that is going to be, yes. that's that's my security blanket. When in fact, this your security blanket is not throwing money into a fire pit, which is yes. renting. Fire pit, I don't know why. I just like wanted to make it cozy. It sounds, cozy yeah, it visual. does. It sounds fun, like Roasting a beach party. marshmallows. Yeah. Um, and it, like if you have the capability to, to buy, if you're in that position, do it because then your money starts working for you. I have a couple friends, like Andy Daly is someone who moved mm -hmm. out here, bought a condo. Mm -hmm. Like I think took out a loan from relatives and bought a condo. And yeah. I was like, the goddamn presence of mind to do that as a young person just moving to a new city – I was like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even conceive. Well, of doing what were your that parents age. like? Um, Did, with money? No, terrible. Yeah, terrible. I think it's like it really is like I got a head start from seeing what worked for my for my parents and what. Yeah, didn't. yeah. Um, yeah, stock that market is, you know, didn't really that, you know, work. Habits of you know, like, or there's books about like. Good daddy teaches child to make money or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I, 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 I bought that book. Yeah, yeah. Did you? And I was like, bitch, I know this shit. <laughs> Who doesn't know? I'd like a refund. It's just like 10 chapters of like, and then put the money in the bank and then buy a house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the lesson that I also learned from them was to hold on to the properties and not just like flip and sell. Mm -hmm. Because if you can, if you can rent them out, then um, – it, it, for all the work that my dad did to break these houses down and, and build them and sell them, he would have they would have been in a better financial position if they just had kept them as is, rented them out, and then cashed out when they uh, were were retired. Oh wow! Because that's how much the property value goes. Wow! Up. Wow! So that's my lesson on money. When did he start doing that? What age were you? Um, I guess I was a little tween. Oh, you were still in the house. Um, well, I think he started, yeah, he's, we moved, we moved constantly because he didn't have to pay builder's tax if we lived in the house. Oh. So we were constantly either living in a little house that he was eventually going to break down or a big house that he built that, but that was too, like out of our price range, but yeah, that yeah. we were going to sell. So my friend's parents probably thought my dad had like a gambling problem yeah, yeah. where it's like, make a decision. Yeah. Are you rich? Are you poor? Are you making meth in there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause you should. <laughs> Cause that's the rule that we've decided on, on this yeah. podcast. But you're just moving around within Toronto, yeah? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but I mean, does it same have, schools. does it have, oh, in the same, same school? Schools, so it's yeah. like, it's kind of just a weird it's sort of. It's kind of just like fun. Like you yeah. just, you're checking into a different hotel for a year. Does it make you uh, keep the amount of stuff that you have? Like, to, Oh, my uh, mom, no. Cause my mom would have to do everything. So it was like, we always, we didn't have a ton of things. That was like one of, like we get rid of stuff every yeah. time. And then also we would never like people, I'd go to my friend's house and they'd have like these posters or these picture frames and the, and the colors and wallpaper. And it was like, everything was neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's nothing hung on the wall. No, cause, cause it's not. Anyway. Yeah. You're like kind of living in a showroom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Was that? Way, I mean, do you think that like impacted you in some way? Did you? I think did it, you move into an apartment, your first apartment, and just cover the walls with things or anything? Or um, I think that the way that it impacted me was that um, I didn't realize the the uh, importance of aesthetic 
like personal aesthetic and mm-hmm. living in a like my wife is very visually like she's just gifted like she walks into spaces she's a wardrobe stylist but mm-hmm. she also does some art direction she'll walk into a space like my dressing room uh people say like don't dress don't get your room like dressed up for the first yeah. season it's bad luck but like fuck it like i'm right who knows how long you i have a job yeah, I gotta, you spend a lot of time yeah i gotta use this amenity yeah so she made it look so great and she it was just from her like going to the flea market for a day but like she she does she hung stuff and shelves and like that appreciating the value in that and personalizing a space. But the positive thing was, I think that it made me sort of, I'm not, I'm not um, scared to move or to take on project, like house projects because I saw them do it so often. So for, I guess like moving. And also this probably comes from the spirit of like two people that came from like oceans away and, and re- and settled in Canada. But like moving from Canada to New York when I was 22, mm-hmm. it was, it's not as crazy because it's like, we're constantly moving. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that is, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. And especially as a standup, you're used to being somewhat, you know, transience is not a, not a. I think of myself as a transient and then a stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean like you well, just. I'm not going to explain this. Look, after There'll this, all I have to do I'll is do. wander around and tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. The stand-up life, the life on the road, the life and on the, the road. Yeah, condos. for sure, for yeah. sure, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad. This is, I mean, investing too is another way for me because that's something that I I love stand-up. I love the moment where I'm on stage and I love connecting with di- like different crowds or towns or places but the travel part of it is just not for me I mean like once or twice a month great but like my life when I first moved from from Toronto to New York the big thing that I had like set up for me in America was that I I had a college booking agent Mm -hmm. so I was going to do all the NACAs and NACAs as you know but maybe the listener doesn't it's basically like you are like a show pony and you do your like pony tricks on stage and then you stand in a in a stall next to your agent and then all of the college students come and talk to you if you did a good set and it's really long painful long if you didn't connect mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh you know and and write down tickets to like book you yeah yeah so if you do good it's at like NACA, a trade show with and you're the yes, exactly. you're a product yeah. yes yes and you and so i did like i think 25 or 30 colleges the first year that i moved to wow. new york and it's sort of like why am i not getting any traction in new york and it's like because you're not in new york right and you're also not i found on the road doing colleges that it wasn't um really deepening my voice that I was getting really good at like doing crowd work and, and connecting, talking about like, yes, hi, you're drunk, you know, like just being on that level, but it wasn't like, I wasn't getting deeper into my voice. Yeah. It's a, and it's a very particular audience and you do end up. You're a truck driver of jokes. Yeah. And you want to, you, you're there to entertain people and you want to entertain them. And if you, I mean, college kids are college kids. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you risk your – it's like planes, trains, and automobiles, and it's Iowa, and it's the winter, and you spun out, and you ended up in the fucking between the two highways, and the AAA's got to pull you out, and you get to the gig, and it's, like, three people, Mm. and, like, you're next to a microwave, and – you're oh. you're less interesting than the microwave. <laughs> yeah, the microwaves we, getting we more ha- laughs. I, uh, <laughs> 
We, yeah. Do people I, it actually got less grounded when the microwave got more laughs, but I just want to, I want, I felt like you guys didn't understand how sad it was. I just like the notion of somebody coming in and using the microwave and standing yeah. there while, for two minutes. Yeah, that def- definitely did happen. up their mac and cheese. Yeah, no, I had a little taste of the road be- on the Conan. We did a tour. In what did it taste the, like? Oh, like sadness. It's sad. Like sadness, yeah. yeah. Like potential alcoholism and obesity for my. Well, what are you gonna case. do? Yeah, you, I know. you're gonna eat. You're so gonna reward yourself rooms. by eating. Yeah, yeah. And drinking and late at night too. It's yeah. like okay, I'm back. I'm hungry, and it's ten thirty. There's pizza or pizza. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. I'm gonna eat a pizza. Yeah. Um, what kind of kid were you in Toronto? Do, do the you have best siblings? Kind, like so cool. Do you have siblings? Um, I have a brother who's two years older, Sam Samir. Yeah. And uh, he's like much whiter. I was like, brown. I, I had a mustache at 12, which I think like helped me into comedy. And I think also just like the big family around yeah. like performing for the family. Yeah. Um, I had, I was very, I was like much more, I think, in touch with where I, who I was like gender wise when I was younger, like before I started becoming conscious of like what a girl should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a mushroom cut. Um, Were you a I was, tomboy? I was a tomboy. Yes. <laughs> I was a tomboy. Yeah. I played roller hockey. Oh, cool. I used to want to be a tennis player. I was. I, I played tennis competitively. Oh, nice. But then realized I actually just liked, you know, performing tennis when I was on, like, co- when I was on court one, that's when I, like, in fr- front of the, like, near the crowd. Yeah. I'd play great. And then anytime people weren't watching, I'd be like, who the fuck cares? Who cares? Who fucking cares? Yeah. So you you were kind of like the entertainer of the family? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And just like wheeling and dealing. I was always into uh, making a buck. Like I would sell 50-50 draw tickets at like family events. <laughs> <laughs> I, I set up a little casino in our garage uh, in one of our spots. Uh, and the parents of the community shut it down because I was re- I was making like, you know, 15 bucks a day. Wow. In quarters and loonies and toonies. <laughs> Actually, it was pre-toonies. Oh, yeah. But I said I found this grid um, in our garage that was, it was just like a screen, but the holes were the size of like, if you threw a marble across it, it could kind of like take a little path and then land somewhere. Sure. So I drew circles around for like, okay, if your marble lands here, you double your money, you triple yeah. your money here. That's a basic carnival game. Yeah. Basic yeah. carnival game. And I, so I was just like pulling gypsy tricks on the block and making tons of cash until, yeah, I think Renee's mom got mad. There, I, when I was a kid, there were, they had... Games that were like that. It was it was like a big spinning square with yeah. holes. Yeah. And the, they had colors around the holes. And you would put a quarter down on a color. Yeah. And they'd toss in a wiffle ball. And it would bounce around. And if it would land, you'd win like a dollar. You know, like, and it was and it was just low-level gambling. Yeah, exactly. And you could only bet a quarter at a time. Yeah. But my favorite one, and I love this so much, and I can't believe, I feel like I dreamed it. But I know it really happened. Um, was it was a big square table again? It spun, it rotated mm-hmm. like on a lazy Susan, and all around the the edge of it were little holes about you know about the size of a, a big marble, you know, or like mm-hmm. that you could put a cigar through. Mm-hmm. And they had they were numbered, and then you had a square of numbers like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and you mm-hmm. put a quarter on that. 
There's little drawers on each side. This is complicated. They pull the drawer out. I was trying out. to visualize it, but now the drawers, I'm like, this is too much. Don't little drawers try. on the side of the spinning table. They I'm stop just, the table. You know what I'm picturing? A cigar going in and out of a hole. <laughs> that and was drawers. the idea. <laughs> That's what I'm always picturing. That's why I said it was okay, cigar so the drawer. Okay, so the drawers. The drawer comes out. The drawer has a lid. It, it, it removes from the side of the spinning table. They spin the table. An accordion pops out, licks you on the forehead. They lift the lid on the drawer and drop a mouse. What? Into the middle of the table, which is spinning. They bang on it if the mouse is too stunned, and it runs down a hole. How and are that's you guys the, getting that's my, the this, number. This was like a neighborhood game? No, this was in, at a fair. Oh, this at was a at, fair. Our, at our fair. Okay. And I so, this was and like this at was, school. No, this was like a traveling carnival <laughs> wow. game. This is one of the- And it, you guess where the mouse and is. And you guess, the, and if it runs down your number, then you get a dollar. That's or you amazing. Get 50 and cents or whatever. Everything that I said about the stock market being too risky, <laughs> I do not apply those rules. Rules to this specific yeah. game, it is incredible. I want to play it. Let's fucking play it. And they had and the let's mice. Do it, Andy, one day do let's a do mouse a game. Let's do a charity night I'm and just, let's make sure that that game, like a charity night of like all of like child, like I'll bring my marble game, right? And then you bring a mouse a and mouse some drawers, game. a high stakes mouse, high stakes game. mouse game. We and just get a bunch of people to do like their thing that they bamboozled people to get money with. These or mice like in this, yeah. were not like refugees from a pet store. They were like just field. They were mice. divas. They were just brown. You know, like don't look at me and say I'm that sorry. that way. I have to they look were at you. Just I'm brown. They to you. were just brown. You know what? Oh boy, I just walked into. The, oh no, Sabrina, come back, please. I'm kidding. I mean, no, I'm not kidding. I mean, they were. They were brown mice. I mean, they were field <laughs> mice. They weren't white mice. That's my point. Oh my god. I'm sorry. No, they were. So they brown were just, mice belong in the field, and white mice <laughs> belong in a belong snake's in belly. An ivory tower in a snake's located belly. inside a snake's belly. That's right. The luxury of a snake's belly. <laughs> no, but that I always, I, like I say, I can't even believe that that would happen. And also that it was actually you'd win money. It wasn't like you wouldn't win a prize. You'd win money. You'd win money, yeah. That's the, well, I want to alert all the listeners to this way that I lost 150 euros in Paris. Okay. Oh, good. This is, I lost, this was like five years ago. Um, and I was staying in a, no, not five years ago, like 10 years ago. I was staying in like a hostel. And saving so much money, just like having the solo trip in Paris and like just trying to scrimp and save. But then I had at the end of the trip, it was the last day, I had 150 euros. And I'm like, you know what, baby girl? Let's fucking go out tonight and eat some fucking oyster. Let's like do it tonight. Okay, baby girl? That's how I talk to myself. Sure, I flirt sure, with sure. myself in my mind. <laughs> when you got money in your pocket, you get a little sexy with yourself, right? I hope you were in the hostel vocalizing that. <laughs> yes. Can you please quiet down? We're all trying to nap. That's what, three. You're, you're not supposed to have a baby in here. Three German triplets trying to nap at 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Three German triplets. So I, I did the we FaceTime. We are two German triplets. Our two. sister is sick. <laughs> and tired of listening to you. So she's in the bathroom. We are one German triplet now. Please. <laughs> so we hook up, me and the German triplet. Yeah. And then that fantasy to the side. And yeah. now back to reality. Cigars and Where holes. I've got 150 euros. I'm looking at the Eiffel Tower. Or I'm... Um, feeling good. And there's a guy that is doing this game. Um, he's got th- these paper cups and a little foam ball. Yeah. And he's going, Ouais la balle. Where is the ball? Where is the ball? Where is the ball? Where is the ball? And people guess where the ball is and they put an amount in front of him, 20 euros or whatever. 
he picks up the th- the cup and the phone balls there, you double your money. And I'm seeing people fucking, what's like mint money. Yeah, yeah. What's a, I wish I, well, mint is fine. I just thought by the time I reached that part, I'd have like a. They were pulling money out of their ass. Pulling money out of their asses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to fucking double. I'm going to make this to 150, 300. But for, I'm not stupid. I start with 50 euros. I put 50 euros down. I, I know exactly. I saw, I see the foam ball under the thing. He's not doing it fast enough for my cool eyes. <laughs> cool eyes, Jalice. So he lifts up the thing. The foam ball's not there. Everyone around me is like, oh, shit, you know, like, and it's different people around me that are winning and losing. And, yeah. and so I'm, I'm like, shit, I got to get my money back. So then I, I bet again and I, again I lose. And, and the next time I like I sit back and I watch and then some other people are winning. And I'm like, okay, cool. The energy's back. I'm going to win this time. And what I realize is I lose all the money. I go on this tour. I come back. And it's the exact same people that are winning. there winning and winning. fucking losing. And it's different demos. They have like just like a whole casting, fucking central casting squad of fucking bamboozlers. Of Confederates. Yeah. And, but there's, there was like cops. That's a, you know, that's a classic scam. Well, now I know. Oh, and no, I want no, it's, everyone the, it's exactly the kind of thing yeah. that you have to learn. Like, oh, you, yeah, a right. Hodgepodge gang. Yeah. yeah. Kind of seems like a cool, like, uh, TV show? Yeah. Like the new Friends, but they're bamboozlers. <laughs> <laughs> the bamboozlers. The bamboozlers. <laughs> in my old neighborhood in New York, uh, we were looking for a, a new apartment, and we went to see this apartment. And as we, were, as we were going in, there was a couple coming down the stairs, like really pretty people. And they were coming down the stairs, and they were just absolutely effusive about the apartment and saying, like, well, we're going to come to the office and put down some money right now. And we went up and looked at it, and it was kind of shitty, you know, and we're like, oh, okay, oh. whatever. And it was right around the corner from our old apartment. Yeah. And the next day I walked by, and those two people <gasps> were sitting wow. and waiting to do the same, same thing. thing. They were they were like – they probably worked at wow. the office or something. Wow. And were supposed to – Every time they brought somebody in, they were supposed to go, we're going to take it. Well, you know? th- yeah. Because that will make you like, – I guess there's some people that are so competitive. Well, I can see – They'll move into a shitty apartment just because someone else wants it. I mean, know? I don't know if you can tell by that last story, but I'm easily swayed. Like I'm yeah. easily – I do I, – I think that, that that's I would something. not expect that because you're, you have such a grounded smartness Be- about – Like a, a beautiful sense of gorgeous <laughs> – Go on. That's 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 the next step. No, no. Like all this, all this real estate shit. All this, that's very smart. Well, but it also comes from a savviness that gets fo- that gets too excited. Oh, like at least, like with. Thankfully, I found real estate. Otherwise, I'd be. Well, my parents also have. You'd my be parents standing once, in front of that guy, Uwe Lobaling. Still <laughs> today. Yeah, like this is gonna work. <laughs> Come on, it's got a lightning's got a strike. Uh, i Paris for business. <laughs> <laughs> I know where that bell is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my parents, they, you know, they, d- I think that you've got like you to get ahead, you have to try a lot of things. And if you're open to trying a lot of things and you'll try bad things. Yeah. And my parents, you know, they did, re- they did correct things with money. And they also one time went to a seminar and, and came home having spent $25,000 on 25 pay phones, like right at, in the moment where it was like every, everybody has cell phones. Yeah. Like it was like, what? 
And then they didn't even like it. There was 25 payphones that sat in our garage because the next step would be like that they've got to go sell these. Yes. payphones. they've got to like sell people on the idea of putting these weird. Go to looking a cafe payphones. and say you need a. So payphone. all we need to do is get a landline over here, connect it to this payphone. It just so yeah. Oh, wow. So like they get excited. You know they'll they'll get sold in a timeshare. Are they still in their garage? The payphones? Did they? I think they ended up like getting someone to pick them up for free after oh. they got dusty. Oh boy. Yeah. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. I'm Phoebe Judge, host of the podcast This Is Love. Stories about love and all of the surprising forms it can take. Like a man who finds a baby on a subway platform. A woman who spends most of her time alone until a fox starts coming around. And in one of my favorite episodes, we meet a man who forgot his wife and had to get to know her and fall in love all over again. Listen to new episodes of This Is Love wherever you get your podcasts. Can't you tell my love's a grow? So uh, in high school... In high school, I reinvented myself as Sabrina, the female Jalice. <laughs> I had the mustache removed. Yeah. You were a I had, tom girl. I, yeah, there was like a from from eighth grade to ninth grade. I was like, this is going to be a different school. I'm going to fucking show them that I, I am going to make my shoulders less broad. I am going to make my sensibility Anne Hathaway's. I am going <laughs> to be tonally Jessica Alba. I am. I just like you know. I right. knew what shape and and vibe a girl was, and I knew that I was not hitting the right. mark. And I was an ambitious girl, so I was like, I've got. I went to Le Chateau. I bought. That's a Canadian, uh, like a Zara, but like Zara's busted sister. Yeah, yeah. Zara's Zara's kind of busted German triplet cousin. <laughs> Um, so I went to Le Chateau. Oui, Le Chateau. Oui, Le Chateau. Oui, Le Chateau. <laughs> if you're interested in combat. And Le Mans. Um, in Le Mans. In Le Mans. Uh, so I go to Le Chateau and I get these these flares, these like Lycra flares. You know them? You remember them? You love them? What year is this, approximately? Uh, 1936. No, come on. Um, <laughs> I know you You like to guard your age because oh, you are in show business. I'm 34. I'm, I don't, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm guarding kidding. ages for losers. I know, I know. I was joking. Guarding ages for losers, okay? Listen, you have 34 Honestly, tattooed on your lip. Honestly, stop pretending that's right, and I change it every year. That's why the four looks so fucked up. 
<laughs> what a terrible plan. What a terrible, terrible plan. Yeah, but it looks cool when I flip it down. Yeah. Um, so I, I had like a beret, not a beret, um, what's it called? Headband, like yeah. a, a metal headband with a butterfly on it. Nice. Butterflies are for girls. They really are. I'm killing it. I got like a halter top and I just remember like walking to school feeling like so uncomfortable and like I was in drag and like I just you know I I eventually kind of settled back into some I mean like if you look if you google Sabrina Jalice which let's be honest you already have absolutely I've been doing it this entire time <laughs> I know could you look at me I've misspelled I've misspelled your name six times well it, Google will correct it. Oh, oh well, okay. You're right. Ah, I'm, so using, I'm using Bing. You'll see some, yeah, Bing, Bing and I, what, you know when you start a sentence and you're like, what, what are you, yeah, what what's your plan it? with I this? Said, oh, yeah, he yeah. already did Bing. Why do you got to, what are you going to do about listen, Bing? I know. I constantly, <laughs> I'll start a bit and then just be like, you know what, I'm, I'm bored with it. Don't you wish you could just like parachute oh. out of your body and just be like, you're on your own, stop. bitch. I don't know why you uh, started the fucking conversation with a... The fiscal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, ha- that happens to me all the time at work when I'm, like, having an opinion about a bit we're doing. Yeah. And I have my opinion, and then somebody has a counter opinion, and it comes back to me, and I'm trying to explain my opinion. And halfway through, I go, like, you know what? I don't really care. I don't fucking care. Now that, now that we've had to have two lines of dialogue about it, <laughs> I don't care anymore. Do whatever the fuck you want. We can tell, Andy, you're in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> It's a smoking coat. Um, so anyway, so how, how does the reinvention, how, so is, the reinvention, it, how is it bought at school? And, and um, it's in I your mean, house like, is another thing too. Like, I think everyone was like, good, like get, you're getting normal. You know, I don't know. I think that that's such a tricky age and it took me so long to get back to, I mean, really actually it wasn't until I um, started dating Shauna that Shauna, I was like putting on a bunch of makeup and Shauna was like, do you like that? Like, is that, does that feel like you? And I was like, you know what? No. Like, why have I been drawing these lines in my eyes? If I don't, if you're down for me not to do this and she's like, I'm totally down. And it does, it's not to say that like everyone that, you know, Shauna wears makeup. It just, it was not, I was costuming myself to like fit into something that I didn't need to be doing. It's, it's, you know, like you go so far just to come back and realize yeah. it, it would have been much better if you were yourself all along. It's, uh, that's, that's also a good intuitive partner yeah. to vibe that and go like, that mm-hmm. thing you're doing, I bet that's not you, you know. Yeah, you don't have to pound bronzer on your face for me to love you. <laughs> Wish you told me before. Uh, no, well, Andy, it's just that every time I brush up against you, I ruin my white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, um... So yeah, that was the reinvention of high school. But high school, I was I was like pretty popular. Yeah, I was good at like um, I think because be, still a good about, tennis player. Still a good tennis player. Well, but I was like letting go of tennis and starting to be like I'm gonna be a pop star or an actress. Okay. Surely. Never re- one. For, there was like a time in my life where I kept on crying before bed, um, and then As I practice. Um, yes, practice <laughs> for my big scene. Um. I I just was, there was just this phase. And I think that, I mean, I think about it too now when I get, when I'm like moody about something, I'm like, oh yeah, like this, your origin story, you know, like you just like, you need some attention sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I would cry, one time before bed I was crying and my mom was like, what is wrong today, Sabrina? What is wrong today? And I was like, I... (laughs) just want to be a pop star. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did she laugh? She took it serious. She was like, "Okay, well then we'll put you in. We'll put Pop you in music school. lesson. Pop she did. School. She she enrolled me in keyboarding lessons. Wow! But it was like stage one, like you know, lesson, like you know, grade one of of keyboarding classes. So it, it was me, and I was I think thirteen or fourteen, and it was a bunch of like literally six year olds. Yeah. But the teacher never acknowledged that I was like so much older than them. So she was always like, "You're a prodigy." <laughs> Like, it was like... <laughs> Your motor skills, they're advanced. You've blasted through this first book. <laughs> she can do Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. She can do... Um, so, but then I realized that's not what I wanted. I just wanted attention and I just, I started... Well, finding stand-up was like this uh, big, big moment for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when did that happen? I was 16. 16. Yeah. Now, how does that coincide with coming out and our stand-up and well, coming out Well, I was not... At, I of, didn't know. Oh, I was really? Gay. I mean, like, I... You know, anyone who's gay knows you always know you're gay, and then you never, but you never know. It's like yeah. I had like dreams of like hugging Jennifer Love Hewitt and feeling her breasts against my body, but still in my mind being like it would be the friendship of a lifetime. Yeah. So I was doing jokes when I was like 16 about like, you know, when you, you have a crush on a guy, then he likes you back, and you're like, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hang with my friends. Friendship is everything. <laughs> You and your friend gets a boyfriend and it fucks everything up. <laughs> Fridays were yeah, hours. Yeah. How about these fucking cooties? Am I right, girls? They're real yep. and they're on dicks. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I was I was on stage. So you were listening to one of your own sets, and you went, "Wait a minute." Well, I actually went went to just for laughs, and I fell in love with one of the drivers uh, at the festival. That oh, was really? my first girlfriend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And this is in Montreal? In Montreal. In Montreal, yeah. wow. Yeah. And how, and we, are you a teenager? I'm a teenager. I'm 18. Wow. She was 27. Wow. And, you know, rode a motorcycle. And, like, so I had this, like, whole gay life in Montreal. I would, like, leave Ryerson, where I went to school, hop over to the bus station, not tell anyone, and to tell my parents I was doing, like, an overnight gig or something, and mm -hmm. then, like, take it like, an eight-hour Greyhound. It's only, like, a five-and-a-half-hour drive, but it was, you know, on the bus, like, eight, nine yeah. hours. Just to like kiss her, you wow. know. Wow, so I'm. I feel all warm and cuddly because of that. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, there was a darkness to that relationship for sure. Like, if I painted the whole picture, I mean, the beginning was an affair. I just thought, you know, because in the beginning, I thought I'm. This is going to be like the pattern is when I love some when I when I have a crush on someone and then they like me, I yeah. don't like them. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this will be an easy way for me to like have this sort of like. Detour into being a lesbian, whatever that is. <laughs> right. You know? I'll dabble. You know, I'll kiss dabble. this weird dyke. <laughs> <laughs> and then get back to being a serious Jessica Alba type. Right, right, exactly. My <laughs> pop starism. Put my butterfly back yeah. on my head and kiss boys. Well, and also, too, regardless of sexuality or sex, 27 and 18 is fucking weird. It definitely is. And when I was 27, I remember thinking that. But, you know, there was just this, I think, at the same time, I was doing, in terms of, like, career and career maturity and just, like, self-actualization aside from my sexuality, mm -hmm. I was, like, you are leaps and bounds ahead yeah. of her. Oh, wow. But in terms of, and, there, you know, there's something, I think that that's another Hollywood thing where you see, where it, 
I mean, like, Dane Cook is dating, like, a. I mean, it is weird. It's, weird. it's so It's weird. You're weird. not in a great, I don't think you're in a the most evolved place when you are, you know, um, matching with people who are just starting to discover themselves sexually. Yes. I think it's kind of. There's an, there, there are definitely, you know, age differences are completely possible. But possible. when and it's like yeah. a 40-year-old and a 19-year-old, that's fucked up. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of, I think the um, mentality around it for like some bros is like, yeah, fucking game the system, dude. I got myself a young handbag of a woman. Right, right. Because <laughs> bros love describing <laughs> <laughs> like as cool things as handbags. handbags. Check out this handbag. Yeah. Dude, you say handbag a lot. Yo. That seems that seems out of character with the Shut rest the of you. Shut the fuck up and suck my dick, dude. Well, all right. Stop being a faggot and suck this dick. <laughs> okay, then. And, I do need nourishment. And by suck my dick, I mean, like, connect with me in a way that I can't connect with the women that I date because, <laughs> you know, girls are for putting your dick in. Right. And guys are for, for connections. For talking. Guys are the handbags of people. What? You said it again, dude. Dude, you know I was just being a fucking queer that time. (laughs) Fucking dickhead. Why don't we just spoon, okay? Listen, man, you're my handbag. I mean, bro. Dude. Uh, (laughs) I fucking love you. (laughs) So even after you have this relationship with... uh, The person. Yeah, with this Quebecois biker. Yes. uh, Yes. uh, You... uh, you still I, are like, I'm not well, gay. No, no, no. no. I, have the, just... I come out from the relationship because I think it takes oftentimes because it's such a leap, especially if you've normalized uh, heterosexuality. You, I remember like crying in like being like out with my friends at a bar and like going into the bathroom and being and like texting the girlfriend and, like none of my friends knew and like kind of crying and like looking at myself in the mirror and being like, no. And I wouldn't even say, like, you're not gay because that would be too gay. I was just like, I'd look, at, I'd look at myself and be like, no. Like, this is not happening. This is not – Yeah. Because there was so much shame. Yeah. Um, I was watching old episodes of Friends and, like, there's, like, this whole runner with Chandler. It's like, he's gay. <laughs> what a fucking joke. Like, it, the joke of being gay at that time. It was, And I loved Friends, you know, but just – Thinking about what that was doing to my brain. Yeah. That what, like, p- the pop culture attitude around what being gay was. Yeah. Um, and also it being the being an entirely acceptable thing to use as an insult. Yeah. Or to use as something like you're less than. Yeah. And then say, I got nothing against it, but just I think you are, you know. I do think that we need, as we, like, um, take the words away from, like, gay, there was a meaning for when you said, stop being so gay. Yeah. There is a meaning behind that that we haven't replaced. Yeah. You know, and the R word too. I think we need to replace the words. Yeah. Like R word, we should replace with Lalu, which is Urdu for like that word adjacent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this Lalu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But and I mean, then doesn't gay, that start to do the same thing? Well, I don't think that Lalu is connected with mental health. I think Lalu is just Urdu for Lalu. Oh, okay. It's not the same thing. It's not okay. like, it's not, the message isn't your, I mean, like, yeah, I guess. But wouldn't it just become meaning – wouldn't it just eventually mean something, well, the gay, same sort of the, dismissive the, thing that, the, that, but that gay, it's what, replacing? When people said gay, it it meant something different than like you want to – I mean like I, I get that it, it, there's an overlap of like if you call a guy gay for being emotional. Yeah. Then like it's like, you know, you're, you're fucking pussy, you're gay. But it, like – It's but like gay, extra and or like kind of like fussy or like – Yes. There's, yeah. To me, it's Delicate. Like, m- like my mother has a hard time um, 
being emotional. Yeah. And in, to her, I think emotions are gay. But mm. it doesn't, it's not gay. She doesn't mean it's two in, people in having the retro sex. Form. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not that. It's just like, it, it's like, uh, and I think it might be from the form gay, happy. Like the, when gay meant happy, um, being happy is kind of stupid, you yeah. know? And that like, it's like, oh, what the fuck? Frivolous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, that whole period was about realizing like, oh my God, there's something so undeniable when you fall in love. It's like this, I, I can't argue this. Yeah. And also this doesn't feel wrong. Yeah. So kind of undoing all the messaging and realizing like, oh my God, this is what makes me happy. Yeah. And, and telling, you stop saying no in the mirror and. Yeah. yeah. And start saying, yes, I'm burning. I wish I didn't go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so I started to realize, and the interesting thing is like when I started doing stand up, I was doing also a lot of jokes about having a Muslim family post 9-11 mm -hmm. and it was so powerful because it was like, oh, look at this kid with braces kind of like changing the messaging. And it all came from this really honest place of feeling frustrated about the way um, Muslim people and brown people were being portrayed. Um, and, and because of that, I had a lot of success really fast with stand up. Yeah. But I, ha but I, I completely lost that, the lesson from that when I realized I was gay, I was so scared to come out on stage, even though I'd come out to my family, I'd come out to my friends. I felt so scared to come out on stage. Wow. I felt like, well, Ellen came out in her show and it got canceled. There were successful comics that told me not to come out. It was just like, oh wow. and I, now I look at like. You know Bowen, yeah, Bowen and and Matt Rogers and like, um, you know, just like the queer and and pa Patty and just like the freeness in the queer comedy scene now. And I'm just so I feel so happy about it. Yeah, yeah. I feel gay about it. I liked when I felt when Chris Kelly was running SNL. Mm -hmm. Like I felt SNL like was gay. Like yeah. there was like so many sketches that were you know, before midnight that would have been relegated to so deep in, and sometimes just like so weird. Yeah. And I was, so, I just, yeah, it's, you it's know. It's so, I mean, and I think, I guess we kind of touched on this idea of like going, you know, putting on all, all these masks just to come back to like, oh my God, it's so much better to just be you. Like if, uh -huh. like this kind of conversation where we're just being ourselves yeah. is like so much more interesting than like if I'd come here with a bunch of jokes that I'd written. Right, right. Um, and Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't have a podcast. I don't want, that's not, uh, yeah, yeah, it's that's like not I the don't, point. Yeah, and podcasts, do you know, no, no, no. Then I get really, then she got really loose and stopped saying words, <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> but that pod podcast, when, when comics have podcasts and they go to comedy festivals, the podcast sells out before the comic. Wow. Which is a message, I think, of people saying, like, stop trying so hard. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just hear Watch. you say something real, dude. Yeah, hear people, hear two funny people talk. Yeah. 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 on a on an interesting conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's, all. That's I didn't expect to like this as much as I do. Mm -hmm. But I like it because I'm having conversations with people that I want to talk to. And they're the and kind, of kind of conversations like that I want to have. Exactly. My, and and um, my podcast, The Goody Goody. Um, we get it. We get it. You I got just, a podcast. Look, I only have 49 reviews and I want 52. <laughs> <laughs> um, my podcast, The Goody Goody, is just a, a, a kind of, I mean, similarly to what the kind of conversation we're having here, it allows you to g needle into someone's life and like kind of dig for the deeper mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. 
Um, it also, too, like, it's an excuse. Like, you and I have, have been out together, been at things. We knew each other. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have this conversation with you because it would feel intrusive. Yes, You know exactly. what I mean? It would feel, like, rude for yeah. me to sit there and go, like, tell me about your parents. You know, <laughs> like, when'd you come out? Andy, again, too much bronzer and take that smoking <laughs> coat off. <laughs> Oh, it's on fire. That <laughs> candle got too close. More than a smile. It's a burning coat now. The German triplets are back. <laughs> they want money. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? I don't know which one I, I impregnated. Love, I love that we're such hams that after we establish that people just want real chats, we <laughs> just immediately, immediately painted a cartoon. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're our own worst enemies. <laughs> but it kind of, well, it, it that is a ladder back to where we were at where, with um, just learning the lesson on stage of like, like I, I kind of stagnated. It was around the time that I was doing these college tours and I remember it was like this college in the South. And I was just so scared also of just being in these places and, and like, you know, we're like, I don't know how they would perceive me. First, there was like the Brown thing that I was cooking up, which I knew that like, I was doing Brown shows. I did uh, like a tour called Allah made me funny. So Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I could not connect in my brain how they could see the, like I could add the layer of gay and it would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I remember, which is not, as as an artist and as a stand up is mm-hmm. not like it's not a completely pointless thing to bring up. It's like, no, no. I'm working on this one this one groove. Think, yeah. And now I'm, do I want to water it down with a but whole it, but like, and not just one little thing, but a whole other big thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's the way it felt. Yeah. But then now looking back, I'm like when I do stand up, I'm not like on stage just mining one thing. I'm right. just being me. Right, right. That's, I mean, like, and that. But you have, you, you know, you you did it enough. You have the maturity level to be yes. able to do a yeah. more holistic, but, but sort that's of version that, like, of yourself. Whenever someone says that they want to do stand, or like I'm talking to a newer comic, I'm always just kind of like giving them messages around that, which is just like just always be you, yeah. and then add, add find jokes within it. But people will always be more interested in hearing a real thing that you feel or have to say yeah. than a re- really clever wordplay. Ah. That being said. Où est la belle? Oh, où est la Wow. <laughs> we are really getting to the heart of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at what, so what you were saying, you're in the South. I'm in the South. You're and I feeling... decided, I just like looked around and I was like, wow, well, if I don't come out here, then there's people like there. I think I saw some like people. And you're that out looked, to your that, family. That you're out to everybody in your life. Yeah, and I yeah. started to have like I started to write. Some, I allowed myself to write some stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, if I don't fucking, if I'm not out here, that I might be the only gay person that like is open. And I was like in a relationship too at that time. Like, I need to be. I need to be. Pr- I am proud of who I am, mm-hmm. and I need to. I need to be open about yeah. who I am, and then. Immediately after I started getting comfortable about being open about being gay, it wasn't even just jokes about being gay, but like things just started to like flush, you know, flood open. Uh, what? Yeah, that that's right. Yeah. The floodgates. The floodgates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish that I had just like I need like an index of figures of speech. Is that what they're called? Yes. 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 That I need. Could, you could yeah. put that on well, there. Figure of speech. Yeah. Floodgates open. Adages. So much money it came out of my butt or whatever you said. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> my, 
poop money. Um, yeah, I need added <laughs> money need shitter. Added to, money shitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, th- things just started flowing again. Um, and it was the exact same lesson of like, you know, that w- what made me strong as a comic in the beginning, which was like being honest and open, especially in the face of like these things that used to embarrass me yeah. and turning them into things that I felt empowered by. And like that being really like, to me, that is sort of the motor or like the, that's the real f- whether I'm writing for TV or I'm acting in a thing or I'm doing stand up, like the deeper thing for me is is getting a kick out of that. Yeah. Does this work? Is it funny? Like when this flow yeah, well, starts happening? Yeah, in the beginning, I like, was do kind you of get nerve- funnier all of a sudden, or um, it wasn't like in me. It, what, what it was was like I had to also be comfortable with it because yeah. there was this. You can posture like you're comfortable, but they can smell it, you know. Right. And if I'm present, I'm like, if I'm th- my I'm opening out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know those like, and this is a different era of comedy, but like at that time, it's sort of like so. No, no, then I'm gay, you know. It's like it's something that you're almost like apologetically yeah. writing a joke around to reveal this thing about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, no, I think I think when I the first time I saw you do stand up, I, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't making any assumptions about you, and I, the way that you that you let everyone know you were gay is that you made just a casual mention of your wife. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like such, a, and and that's like time. That's me changing and society changing. Yes. But, but the more comfortable I got about it, the more comfortable the audience got yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. It still feels new and different because my son, I have an 18-year-old son who's gay. And, yeah. And when I, whenever I mention like, like if I tweet about I'm at breakfast with my son and his boyfriend, I get so much congratulations. Yeah. But it's, and I feel weird yeah. like getting congratulated for something that's just as normal as. I think that's as, like just society overcorrecting. I actually just wrote someone, um, uh, someone reached out and, and said some like a nice thing about the show and they were like, my kid just came out and I said, congratulations. I think it's like a nice yeah, way yeah. of like redefining what that means. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mean they say congratulations that your son is gay. They, they say, it's so great that you just talk about your son yeah. and his boyfriend. And it's like, well, what else would I, I mean, and yeah, I know what else good, I would do. Good, your brain isn't filled with yeah. Kunkley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's I mean, he's been gay forever. He came out to us when he was eleven and yeah, you know, right. what a cool world. It was no, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's and I and I mean and he he has to be, I think, sometimes reminded how lucky that is, not by me so much, but by gay friends mm-hmm. and like and and people in his life will let him know like it wasn't yeah, and also it's well. I it, think the gay it's also situational to this to metro, you know metropolitan areas too. Yeah, this is reminding me something that I sh- also should hold myself to. But like, we can't forget how much the older generation did, and there's like so much baggage. I mean, like the the stereotypes around lesbians being like bitter and angry. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, I mean, like, they were fucking considered witches, you know? Yeah, like, they yeah. were and, – and I noticed, too, when I when I started going out – I st- what I started to do when I was traveling would – I would always check out – ask about a gay bar and check it out. And, and the smaller the town, the more people will pierce themselves and make themselves look like, you know, if – it's this thing of like, if you think that I don't belong in society, well, I'm going to show you that I'm outside of society. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you don't need to accept me because I reject you before exa- you get a exactly. chance to accept me. Yeah, I did. Me. I did an Olivia cruise. Um, hold your applause, everybody. It's a lesbian cruise ship. <laughs> I, it's Olivia Newton John. I did a couple shows ship. on it uh, in the theater of the ship, and um, I met this woman that was like I could tell. Also, just the vibe. Around, there, there is this this vibe between the generations that is like kind of. It makes sense because it's like, I think the o- older generation of gay people are like, we did all this shit for you. Yeah. Acknowledge us, you know, Absolutely. like, don't be embarrassed of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have different stuff. Like, we have baggage from this. Um, yeah, we're old. We're dorks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yes. we're like pioneer dorks, yes. you know. Fucking talk to us. Yeah. And I lo- I mean, like, I, I love Provincetown. I love Fire Island. I love, and I love connecting with older gay people. But I think that we need to remember as like a young as the young generation to do that. Yes. Um, Cause that's also the generation of people that, that don't have connections with their family. Yeah. They kind of risked it all and lost it all. Um, but one lady I introduced Shauna to, and I said, this is my wife, Shauna. And her response was like, oh, your wife. <laughs> do you hear that? Her wife. Oh, so, so do you own her? <laughs> In my day, we wouldn't say wife. And I'm like, well, you'll just never be happy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, what will make you happy? Right. But that's, you know. Yeah, it, Jesus Christ, what do you want? Yeah, some people are just going to be angry. What, yeah, it, but, yeah. But it comes but did from. Did you tell her I spell it W-Y-F-E? I said I bought her fair and square at the market. <laughs> at the farmer's market. This is my chattel. I gave three cows and an egg. No. And I will not be uh, challenged. Three cows, forget it. How about I throw in an egg? <laughs> She's yours. Shauna, get my cigar. <laughs> I want to put it through this hole a couple times. See if a brown mouse comes out. Get him to shine my shoes. Uh, well, that's the carnival for you. That's the old farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to do this charity one day, and we'll give the money to old gay people. Right. Are old, you old gay people. Are you gay? Come get yeah. some money. <laughs> to get them to get them to dress better so the young gays will treat them better. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh yeah, I I've I've mentioned this before on the show, but it, and it's and it's always <laughs> to get them to dress better. <laughs> <laughs> uh I've mentioned this before like, on the show, but like I would bring in my son's prom pictures, you yeah. know, like because he just, you know, they're just it's so sweet. They're and he and his boyfriend have just such a wonderful relationship. And and uh, I'd bring it in and I'd show it like to some of the gay men that are here who are, you know, my uh, approximately show them, my like, age. Isn't this incredible? Yeah. Like, like, well, just the way you'd show any of your kids. My kid went to prom. Look yeah. at the prom pictures. Yeah. And I can tell it's such a bittersweet thing for them. Like yeah. they're so happy to see it, but they're also kind of like, shit. Like I never got yeah, to have Yeah, I think that. there's also that with like older gay comics too. Yeah. It's like I never. Scott I mean, Thompson was on Scott, this show talking yeah, exactly about exactly all That's exactly who I was thinking stuff. about because yeah. I was talking to him a couple of years ago at Just for Laughs and he's like, I still can't hold a man's hand on the street. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. But don't you think he can? He can. Well, no, he needs to do ayahuasca. Oh. I'm not saying like he can't. I'm saying he, he can't. He doesn't because feel of, comfortable exactly, enough. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. That's weird. Yeah. Poor guy. Sad. Anyway, Any? but we, you know what? We fixed it on the podcast. You did? You talked to him a couple of years ago, but the listen pod- to the, listen to the three questions uh, with Scott Thompson. I, I, I fixed him. 
I fixed him. He's dating a lovely woman in Miami no, named Sheila. No, no. He's holding hands with fellas all the time now. He is? The, yeah, absolutely. Strangers. They're like, please, sir, let go. Oh, that should be the name of your other podcast. We fixed him on the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, now. Um, fix me. Fix me. You're not broken. That's what you know what? Yeah, to say. You're, Jesus Christ! I would have been so pissed if you were like, "Well, first of all, that no, hair." No, no. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ! You're, you know, you're, no, you come, uh, you come fully prepared. Yes, fully. Uh, you're, you're, you're a well cooked egg. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, I lost an egg when I bought my wife. Oh, really? Still mad about it. Oh, if just the cows weren't enough. Was it cows? Uh, it was cows. It was two cows, one egg, <sighs> and arugula. <laughs> keeps getting more. Bundle of arugula. The story keeps changing. <laughs> You're trying. This is for insurance purposes. You're trying to raise her value. <laughs> Oh, no, no. She, yeah, and arugula, too. Yeah, yeah. And a turnip. <laughs> Pound of grain. I don't know what grain, kind of grain. Oh, the expensive kind, okay? Yeah, it was organic. <laughs> so how, uh, how long were you together with your wife before you decided to Three days. have a baby? Three days, and I suggest it. Really? Oh, no. We were together. Um, I met her, and I was immediately like, I want you, please. Can I have you? Can I have you? So I guess I am a bit of a pop star. Uh, but <laughs> she, I saw her dancing. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> well, I think she may be insane. I arranged a flash mob around the song, and <laughs> everyone really hit their marks. Wow. <laughs> I want you, please. Can I have you? <laughs> we were all moonwalking. <laughs> Uh, um, no, I like tried to talk to her for so long and then finally did. And anyway, we were, to, we were together. Um, we've been together for 10 and a half years. We were together. We just had our baby a year and a half ago mm -hmm. and we were together for about three and a half years before we got married. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. did you always have an idea when you got married that you would want to have kids? Yeah, we always, like, she had a dream, like, six months into dating that, that our kid's name was Wolfie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was like, cool. My mom's going to be pissed, but. I'm a grown up now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm a big girl. Yeah. Did you, uh, what, I mean, uh, were Just there... Just ask it, Andy. Well, no, I mean, because, <laughs> well, I do want to, because I do want to, it's so weird to say like, how did your life change after you had a kid? Because I know how to change, but I mean- but Well, it, when you say it like that, then I'm going to feel stupid well, answering it. Well, I know, it. but that's what, well, I, that's what I was trying to do. Basically, we I was trying to think of a clever way to ask it. And I, and can you, I pitch you, one? Yeah, can of course. One? Sure, 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 sure. Sue. <laughs> well, no, not a see right now, right off the bat. You said clever. <laughs> That's not clever. That's like society lady. I saw when you like kids come your up opera poppin', glasses. What goes a rockin'? <laughs> uh, um, what changed is that. Um, well, one unexpected. What changed in you, maybe? Maybe what that's changed in me is I grew up because, especially because of my parents' different faith, and then this like. You know, do you I, practice one or the no, other? I practice zero of yeah. the zero. I practiced zero of the zero. And now that with the baby and just like the way the baby came into our lives and just like the flow and the how beautiful he is and how big the love is, I feel more spiritual and I don't connect it to any brand name. But like, I think that my parents, because of their 
because of their story, very much I grew up with this messaging of like, you do not have to be religious. And in fact, let's be real. Okay. Yeah. There's no Santa Claus God that's sending you to the fiery hell of the, you know, you do, you be yeah. a good person. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that. Um, but I think that there was, there was all, you know, I had a very sort of like, my guard would go up if someone talked uh, uh, spiritually. Mm. Cause I was like, that's, don't, I don't want to be a part of your cult. And now I, 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 st- and I, feel like, that, I feel that way. Do not bring me into your cult. But at yeah. the same time, I feel now like, oh, like what you're talking about is the universe. And I also feel like I like to I've, I, I like to meditate. I'm I like I, with with Wolfie in the world. I recognize the impact uh, that I make on him. Yeah. And I've like, started to go to therapy just to because I always thought I've always suggested therapy to people. And then they'd be like, oh, so how long have you been in therapy? And I'd be like, oh, no, I'm perfect. Yeah. Like for you like you yeah. seem like you're going through something you do that shit a lot hey patty go to vietnam i oh totally it's yeah, a yeah. jaleesi thing it's like <laughs> hey andy buy 25 payphones you should try being a vegan me. Yeah. yeah i am very i mean yeah my wife can attest i know what's best jaleesi for everybody and you don't do it yourself no well i am now because now that i'm in therapy i am doing it myself oh really okay okay all right okay okay and I'm not defensive. Obviously. Anyone who would say that you're defensive is a fucking, a fucking lunatic. idiot. <sighs> idiot. Well, um. So, uh, but you, I didn't finish. I've got oh, eight or nine more paragraphs Jesus that I wrote Christ. down for this. Go <laughs> ahead, please. Having a baby has changed That's me. That's her papers. <laughs> In what ways, you ask? Many. On them. I do feel like every morning I feel like it's like a little bit Christmas vibes where I get like getting him from the crib is just so exciting and yeah. I just love that. And yeah. I, I feel so grateful too. Like this is what we were this this part belongs in the first part. Okay. So if you're if you were listening to the first part, like just fast forward to right here. Okay. Okay. That the the uh, having having him in daycare, having sitters, having Shauna to share the load with, it allows both of us to be like much more present and happy parents. Mm-hmm. So I feel grateful that I uh, get to see him just enough of the amount of time to be like fully his parent and all that, and also be by myself enough time to like actually be genuinely so excited to to spend time with him. Yeah, that's a, a really beautiful luxury that... It's a luxurious. Yeah, that not... I mean, no, it's it, it's true. It's like, it's not... And it's not just a financial thing or whatever. It just... Because a lot of people can make that work with, you know, extended family in yes, different ways. but it but is definitely, financial for sure. Like, there is something... Oh, there's a, definitely that aspect. But I mean, yeah. but yes, if you... If you... There is certainly too much childcare, you know, yes. like beyond oh, yeah. a certain age. I mean, when they're infants, yeah, uh-huh. but there is like you do need to do something other than just take care of children, mm-hmm. or it's not. It's, and not it's, just and not unhealthy. just when you have a thing to do, not just like oh, because I've got to go, yeah, to this work thing or whatever. Just like having also just someone helping you with the kids so that you can think if you can. This sounds also like now that we've mentioned luxury, really like privileged. But I, I'm grateful for that. And yeah. if you also, I think if you're consider listening and considering having a baby, um, it's I think also worth it to like one part that's like really great about women having babies later in their lives is that they are a little bit more financially sound, and so they can afford to to keep their identity intact. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Well, we're hitting, you know, we're hitting the time here. Here's what you should We've do, Andy. These, uh, Here's what you should do, Andy. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. After this podcast. I'm ready. Pop up your red fin. Buy a place in, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Altadena. Right? Okay. All right. You're going to want a big, a big property with a tiny house on it. Okay. All right. You know, rent that out for a couple of years. How about just like uh, maybe a stump that's hollowed out? Honey. That was going to be my next selection. <gasps> That's my next selection. I'm a real estate psychic. <laughs> when it comes to fantasy real Hollow estate. Hollow out a stump. <laughs> okay. Put a couple blocks of cheese in it. Sure, sure. Light that on fire. Okay. And you got yourself a dinner. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woodsy Fondue. Here's what you do, Andy. Woodsy okay. Fondue? That's an excellent name. Woodsy Fondue. Oh, Open boy. it up. Yeah. I want three locations by the end of the fiscal year. Welcome to Woodsy Fondue. Fiscal. Be careful of the pine ki- pine needles. And also something about computer anal. <laughs> yes, also. <laughs> well, uh, let's get to the where are you going. What's your aspirations? Yeah, the hell out of here. Oh, well, that's going to happen <laughs> pretty fucking soon. I around in my life sufficiently, yeah. Mr. Richter. Listen, whatever. Um, Where am I going? Um, First, I... More kids? What if I just stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we will have more kids, but we're having so much fun with one. I just like today I talked to my brother about my parents and and it reminded me of like, oh, we have to give Wolfie someone to talk shit to about us. Yeah, yeah. It's like such a useful thing. Yeah, yeah. But and at the same time, do right we to have to? I don't know. Give it some. You're right. Also, to maybe give we'll it just some hire time. someone to like and like keep on checking in with them over the ages about right. how annoying we are, right. so that then he can just like call that person and be like, "Oh, it's happening again. The thing from 2002." Yeah. You want to know why he's talking about 2002? <laughs> Something you have to know about Wolfie is he's obsessed <laughs> with 2002. With the arts. <laughs> well, you know, Spice Girl songs is all he sings. <laughs> um, but he, but but I think we'll pop, we'll probably adopt for the next one. Oh, nice. Because or just you're already probably at the park. Just grab one, Andy. Oh, that's kidnapping. Oh yeah, right. That's I, Andy. You know what? I've got. I've listen. I have Andy. made that mistake before, and I. Just never, it's like, you know, it slips my mind. You know what? Give me those photos of your son again. Okay. Because it looks strikingly familiar to a child that my wife and I lost in 2002. (laughs) Lost. Lost. We didn't notice for two weeks. I didn't bother mentioning it (laughs) earlier. Because I'm trying to get back to me. Yes, you know, yes. You have a kid and it's all about them. I know, I know. So many of the questions. Oh, what's Wolfie up to? How does that change? It's like, what about me? What about me? I'm getting a haircut soon. <laughs> wow. <All right? laughs> you are profound. I'm changing my hair. You know what? Just spoon me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real fun cartoonish time. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm having Grounded fun, too. cartoons. It's nice. So, all right. So now forget about the goddamn kid. Okay, where kid. am I going? What's forget up about with the goddamn where are you going? kid. Where are we going? Where am I going? I'm going where are we going. Because guess what? I love my wife. Okay. Can you time code that and send it to my wife? Absolutely. Um, and then where are we going? Where I mean, am I you- going? Oh, I would like to have a production company one day. I'd like yeah. to like make, create shows. Yeah. I'd like to write a movie. I'd like to uh, have, yeah, I'd like to have a production company mm-hmm. where I, you know, use my keys that I acquire over the years. I'm going to a place where I get keys to open doors. I'd like to open the doors and fill all the rooms with rascals. Yeah. How, it, it, at this point, like, 
between acting and stand-up. I have like 52 reviews on my podcast, The Goody Goody. Please, please, just do this please just, just for my sake. do it. Get up. Th- just it takes no time at all. Pause this, go review the fucking thing, and the then come back goody. and we'll finish Thank up. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I'll be advertising something at the end of the show. you want to hear that. <laughs> uh, no, but like uh, – between acting and stand up now, do you are, like? Do you feel like you're always going to do stand up, or if you start, I mean, like, don't you feel like stuff? It's that it's that's every, it's like within the fluidity of life. It's like whatever's coming your way is like what a cool opportunity. Like I got I I got this job acting on this CBS sitcom, Carol Second Act, Thursdays mm-hmm. at nine thirty p.m. I got that. It's down. such a yeah. fun. Cool show. I got it from right, being in a writer's room with the creators the year before. And oh, they were wow. like, come. I was writing on Big Mouth. They were like, take a day off and come audition. And I was like, cool. I'll go get snacks in that room. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden now I'm like in a show with Patty Heaton and Kyle Are McLaughlin. you a regular? Or yeah, you, I'm on every single oh, wow. fucking episode. Jesus yeah. Christ, you gotta you gotta come to you, a tape. You just planted a money tree in your in your yard. Well, yeah, because now the sh- and then the show aired last night, and now it got people are watching it. That's so it's what's like, called a bona fide hit. Yes, baby. Oh my God, you can become such a fucking prick now. I'm gonna be such a dick. Oh yeah. You know what? Fuck all you people. I'm not signing a release. I'm not signing a fucking release. Yeah. This has been a waste of everyone's time. You fucking losers. Hmm? Yeah. I bet you don't even know acting's listening. <laughs> I did get so I'm not I'm like not very experienced as an actor. I know that that's shocking, but I'm not. And I my first note um, that Pam told me the director was like, "Okay, Sabrina, cool. Like after you say your line, just remember that you're still in the scene. So like we." St- you still need to like make your face like there because I would like say my I'd be like and just, I don't know maybe we should go for coffee and then I would just I'd be like oh there's a new snack <laughs> like I just <laughs> be like on my phone I <laughs> mouthing the but other person is listening line. and then yeah. I was watching the show last night and I'm like oh shit I got to do better more listening faces yeah. yeah yeah and it's like what is listening face it's the face you're giving me right now but it's so as soon as you be, become conscious of what listening yep. face is your eyebrows furrow and you go like this yeah and then all of your reactions shots are like uh someone putting light in her eyes yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, no it that is that is true it's like when you i always notice it in like my daughter's junior high productions Mm -hmm. it's there's the different the the dividing line is the kids that act while they're not talking Okay, so, most okay, of the so kids Andy, just, basically you're calling me a fucking junior high actor? No, I'm saying Andy? you, yeah, no, you were when you went in there, but now you're like 11th grade. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit show, right. and, hit on a hit show and in 11th grade, wow. I'm going to retattoo my 34 and oh. turn it into two ones, because <laughs> I don't understand how grades relate to age, baby. <laughs> All right. All right. Thick ones. We got the third question. That's the what have you learned? Like uh, you I know. can't believe we blessed. We just talked so much about bamboozlers. And okay. Oh, this, is the way, is, this is the way it All goes. we got to do yeah. is fill an hour-ish. Okay. You know, cool. it does, okay. The, the questions are all bullshit anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's no just, one's listening to this being like, she didn't spend enough time on question three. <laughs> In the beginning, <laughs> they and were. And she called her wife her wife. <laughs> <laughs> Who does she think she is? I'm taking back my review. Mm. Um, uh, what have I learned? Yeah. Well, I'd like to point back to time code 2250. I'd like to point back to time code 336. 
where You've been I telling us all along. As I talk, I memorize time codes, and I also account for editing. Right, of course. Very helpful. And ads. Very, very that's helpful. That's just like, I should have mentioned, that's like also a trick that I do. <laughs> that's why I don't know adages. Right. Um, I'm yeah, you can't remember phrases code. because yeah, you're full I'm still, of numbers. Here we are at 63 Numbers two. and plugs and callbacks. Yeah. Um, so what I've learned is that being yourself and being honest with yourself and being open about who you are is the number one best thing that you can do. And even though it seems like a weakness, even though it has attacks because some people can judge you, um, uh, you can lose your fam for a bit. The strength that you have when, when everything kind of the dust settles, those relationships are so much stronger that you have and you don't have to spend your life all that energy pretending to be someone else. Take yeah. off the butterfly beret, stop pounding the bronzer, or put it on and pound if bronzer, what whatever are, it is yeah. that makes you feel really good. Because also just like even, uh, like this job is like such an insane, I feel like a contest winner on set. I'm like, I'm so lucky. And the re- the way I got it was from being myself. I used to like, you know, really, I was so conscious of like trying to be this castable woman because that was like the parts that I saw. And it wasn't until I started thinking like, I'm just going to be me and write parts for me. And that's how I'll get cast. Yeah. That people were like, she's castable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Nice scam you got going. I got a little scam. Where's the ball? Write parts for myself. And the biggest scam part of it is that I'm actually very femme. (laughs) I just noticed a trend. That's right. <laughs> yes, she said that a a, a uh, butterfly barrette just sprouted <laughs> out of her head, <laughs> right out of her. It was skull. under my hair all along. Sproing. Well, no, I think that is. I mean, being the butterfly winks at you. <laughs> Hi. 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 We fooled my you. My name's Pompey. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm not gonna say anything. I was gonna, you know, say something. Rude? Philosophical, you know. I say it. Why? Well, no, I just, because it is true that, I mean, I'm 52 and and there is so much. And I I talked about this actually with Scott. Like, I spent so much time being afraid. Mm -hmm. I spent so much time, like, living for other people Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it really is, like, the main thing. I mean, I guess everything happens when it's supposed to happen. But the main thing is, is that really, you just... Being agnostic mm-hmm. and not believing in some sort of afterlife or something, I think really actually puts more pressure on your life. Or not necessarily yeah. pressure, but just it, it – it, it, there's a clock that's going yeah. and that you got to really kind of – you got to figure out – You only out, got one shot. Yeah, Lose you got to be – and, and so you got to get to where you're going to just – enjoy mm-hmm. the passing of time as mm-hmm. quickly as you can. Because and it's so easy as humans, I think, because we are all like, uh, we are actually all attached and linked and cells and all of that. It's so easy for us to get bamboozled into thinking that our ball is under the same cup that other people's balls are. Oh, man. Okay. If, wow. If I might dance around language for a oh, while. That's so if I might make all of your nipples erect. <laughs> this is like um, Sabrina Jolice, the callback. <laughs> well, Sabrina Jolice, Jolice. <laughs> Sabrina, Jolice, Jolice. Sabrina, Jolice. Sabrina, But that, you, you know, you, it's easy, especially like with our careers. It's like there's, 
sometimes when you're trying to grasp onto like what it is that's going to make you a thing or whatever, you'll look at what makes other people a thing and the way other people do things. And then you look back at all the stuff that, that really meant something. And it was all like, you could never have predicted other than you being in your, in your power, like feeling like, like strong in what you were doing, which was all about you being so you. Yeah. It was never because you emulated what, you know, your friend that got a talk show did. Yeah. Or your, yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much. This has really been. Thank you, Andy, for fixing me. It's really been, well, it's what I do. Sorry the wrench was cold. Um, you know what? I actually prefer a cold wrench. Oh, that's good. Um, but the hammer was a little hot. Yeah. Well, I like to heat up the hammer. The branding iron was tepid. I mean, I didn't even get a good scar in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, that's because I don't want to leave evidence for the cops. Ooh. Well, folks. (laughs) uh, Sabrina. That's my name. You can see her in the CBS sitcom, Carol's Second Act. You said Thursdays at 930. That's right. Multicam set in a hospital with really cool people and also me, baby. And it's a bona fide hit. Boner fire. Boner fire. She also hosts the weekly podcast, The Goody Goody with Sabrina Jalise. She needs those goddamn reviews, people. I need at least three reviews or I am ending it. <laughs> or I'm quitting my network Where am show. I going? Fucking not. <laughs> I'm going to the afterlife. <laughs> All right. Well, this was great. Thank you so much. I'm and sorry good luck to I you. was too real. Uh, no. You were... Sorry for being too real, Andy. <laughs> she said in the biggest phony voice in the world. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. And uh, thank you all out there for uh, listening. And we will uh, see you. Uh, see, no, we won't see you. It's a podcast. You'll hear us next time on The Three Questions. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It's produced by me, Kevin Bartelt, executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, associate produced by Jen Samples and Galit Hayek, and engineered by Will Beckton. And if you haven't already, make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.